Your Minnesota Twins swept the Brewers. The Woeful Tigers are coming to town. Let's talk about it. This is Locked On Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, hey, what do you say? Thanks for making Locked On Twins your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, as well as on YouTube and, of course, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Quick housekeeping items here as a reminder. Please, please, please feel free to be active in the comments as we are doing a live show right now. Those comments are coming through. We can put them up on the screen, and it's a whole lot of fun. Also, too, let me know what you think of the live shows, because to me, they create a little more buzz, a little more energy, and they're a lot more fun. So I will probably keep doing them as often as possible. We're also, too, going to try to double dip today as there is a game this evening against the Tigers. We'll get into that in just a second. But if you have questions you would like answered on the show, you can also feel free to send them to me on Twitter at Brandon underscore Warren or at Locked on Twins. Hit the DMs if you wish. And don't forget to check out Locked on Twins Breathless postgame minutes as soon as possible after each game. Every single one of them will include a statistic that I suspect you won't hear anywhere else. That happened to not be the case yesterday with the Edward Julian one as a friend of the program actually had posted it, uh, uh, not to my knowledge. But nevertheless, if Edward Julian can hit a double and take a walk in the game tonight, he will be the first twin in franchise history to have done so in five straight games. Today's show is brought to you by down, uh, Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Create an account and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Twins play the Tigers on Thursday in the series opener, 6-10 p.m. first pitch. Matthew Boyd versus Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray's excellent 2023 campaign rolls along. Matthew Boyd has struggled of late, and we'll talk about that as well. Catch every pitch of the Twins' hometown broadcast with Corey and Danny with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Twins. And Anthony just reminded me that Edouard Julien is not in the lineup against Boyd. That's correct, because the Twins do the platoon thing. So Donnie Solani is leading off. Um, we can maybe talk about that lineup in a second here. But if not the case, Julien can come back. Uh, maybe he'll pinch hit late, depending on how the bullpen lineup, uh, bullpen matchup lines up. But with that said, too, if he doesn't, then he's got a chance to, in his next game, uh, roster move today, Trevor Larnick back to St. Paul. Byron Buxton back in business. He's DHing against Boyd this thing. And certainly not the greatest of stretches for Trevor Larnick this time around. Pulling up his stats because it was um season numbers down to 211 uh 211 311 on base 388 slugging so below league average at 94 ops plus but 93 ops plus for his career so we're coming up on 660 plate appearances with a 94 90 94 ops plus this year 93 career ops plus usually they say once you get to about a thousand plate appearances maybe 1500 you have 
a pretty good idea what a guy is going to be like. So Larnick was up from June 6th until technically yesterday, hit a buck 82, 280 on base, 364 slugging, a homer and a double, but four for 22 overall. So again, not really the kind of guy to lose a lot of sleep over yet. Still believe that things can click for him, but they just aren't doing so right now. So twins coming off a sweep of the Brewers. Again, I hesitate to call it a sweep because it's two games, but again, technical definition, I guess, is sweep. Twins win 7-5 in the opener. Carlos Correa with a walk-off home run off Devin Williams. And we covered that extensively in the most recent addiction, edition whew, of Locked On Twins. And just the improbability of all of that happening with Devin Williams on the on the bump. First time he'd ever given up multiple home runs. He had given up one earned run all season. He had never allowed four earned runs without recording an out. In fact, over his entire career, he'd only had two other appearances without recording an out and had, re- had allowed uh, zero earned and then one earned run. Um, so, yeah, unprecedented territory for the Twins to go off there. Twins come from behind in that one down 3-0 after the top of the third, down 5-2 after the top of the seventh. And after the eighth, when uh, Piomps came in, Twins got the bases loaded. Joey Gallo strikes out looking. Definitely felt like it was pretty much over, but again, you're plucky. Minnesota Twins do a tremendous, tremendous job to hang in there. And then also in Wednesday's afternoon game, the Nooner uh, matinee twins and uh, twins again fall behind two nothing. Come back with a four spot in the third, and, and both teams scored all their runs in one inning, which is crazy. As both pitching staffs threw up zeros from the fourth inning on, Twins make the most of five hits, but also seven walks. And in fact, um, they went through a stretch where I think they had five walks between hits in the game, uh, no multi-hit games, but good to see Carlos Correa getting on twice. And one of those was a triple, um, second of the year, not, not expecting Carlos Correa to have many triples, especially if the plantar fasciitis flash fasciitis, easy for me to say is going to hamper him for the rest of the year, which I suspect it will. Um, and twins two cashing in opportunities, three for five with runners in scoring position. When that, Second number is low. You want the uh, the first number to be uh, solid like that. Uh, for instance, the uh, the Brewers were 0 for 3 and only left four runners on base. Uh, hats off again. We could actually do a hat off. That's kind of fun. Um, to Bailey Ober, uh, just a tremendous job. A couple of solo homers to Brian Anderson and uh, Luis Urias, but otherwise – very solid game. Twins again bullying Brian Anderson in right field uh, in a lot of um, a lot of the similar manner that they did to Dalton Varsho over the two Blue Jay series, although although not to the same level. Um, some weird decisions in the series. Uh, Max Kepler pinch hitting for Royce Lewis, which ticked a lot of people off, myself included. Don't. Don't get it twisted. I thought that was a pretty weird move. Um, otherwise, though, uh, Brock Stewart continues to be nails, sub one ERA, struck out the side in his only inning of work in uh, Wednesday's game. And 
Juan Griffin Jacks kind of do their thing. Brewers in a free fall, though. I believe they've lost seven straight, including getting swept by the A's. The suddenly resurgent A's, who last I checked, are not, are no longer the worst team in baseball by record. The Kansas City Royals now have fewer wins with, last I checked, it was 18 for the Royals, 19 for the A's. That certainly may have changed, but again, for that to even have occurred at any point this season is absolutely crazy. Uh, Twins, again, opening a set with the Tigers. Pull up some information on the Tigers here. They lost on, um, they lost to the Braves most recently and uh, lost two of three. They have now lost. Let's make sure I add this up correctly because I think it's 10 of the last 11. 11 of the last 12. So, the Tigers, who were sort of a quote-unquote thing after taking three of four from the White Sox and two of three from the Royals, have now gone two and... I want to make sure I'm doing the math. They're two and 13 since they were sort of a thing. So, not great. Uh, they did, for I think a brief second, get close to 500, but not over. Um, so again, good Brewer series. Again, you can call it a sweep if you want. I'm not going to beat you over the head with it. But nevertheless, let's get into some discussion about Game Time, one of our favorite sponsors. If you need to get tickets to any upcoming game, show, or concert, Game Time is the way to go. You can go to the Game Time app or go to GameTime.co. Make sure you do the .co. Don't put the M on the end. And find tickets. There are probably quite a few still available for this Tiger series. Fans don't quite come out in droves like they do for the Brewers series. And too, with some air quality stuff still hanging in the air, not nearly as bad as Wednesday, you should still be able to get into the game and get a pretty good seat. Also, you can just go into the app and browse your city or your area, find concerts, games, all kinds of fun stuff, shows. And then two, if you find a cheaper ticket in the same section and row someplace else, the game time guarantee will make sure you get the best price. So you get 110% of the difference credited to you. You get tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. And, and they're directly to your phone. No going through your email to find where they are. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use the promo code LOCKEDONMLB, all caps, one word, for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, so we are into the bullpen. If you are unfamiliar, we do the opener of the bullpen and the seventh inning stretch. Seventh inning stretch is where the listeners get to shine. And we've got some pretty good questions here in the queue that we'll get to. But first, I want to do a mid-June update for how these twins have fared. Now, um, first of all, we, we missed this in the first segment, but twins hit 274 with a 384 on base and 532 slugging against the Brewers. Again, two-game sample, so I mean slash line and what, whatnot, kind of weird. But Edward Julian with three hits, multi-hits for Correa, Solano, Gallo, Michael A. Taylor, and Kyle Farmer. Um, Twins 17 hits in the series in 73 at-bats. So, again, 274 batting average. 
and the pitching staff outside of Jose De Leon was absolutely nails. Um, you know, De Leon gives up that big homer, but nevertheless, Twins come back and win that ball game. Just a, a terrific series, all told. Just one e uh, error. Sorry, easy for me to say. Um, Twins strike out 26 batters in 18 innings, walk just two. So 13 to one strikeout to walk ratio, also 13 strikeouts per nine. So pitching on point, as has been the case for most of the season. Now we have your mid-June update, and here are some guys who have really been shining so far. Uh, Donovan Solano, who is leading off against Matthew Boyd on Thursday, hitting 308 with a 426 on base and a 487 slugging percentage. I did nominate him as the, quote, Man, I'm glad I called that guy player of the season. And I think every team that goes to the playoffs, goes deep in the playoffs, wins the World Series, It basically wins the division, whatever. If you have a good season, you look back and you say to yourself, man, we, we're glad we got this guy. And the Twins will have some different nominees for that. Obviously, Michael A. Taylor's in that mix. Brock Stewart at this point is in that mix. Donovan Solano, though, to me, is going to be that guy. Um, Carlos Correa, obviously seven extra base hits, seven of his nine hits going for extra bases. That's a 973 OPS. And then Michael A. Taylor, here's a quirk, 306 batting average, 297 on base percentage. And then he's slugging 694. So slugging just north of the Metro, 992 OPS. And I had some people reach out and say, well, what in the world, how, can you have a higher batting average than on base percentage? And it's a sack fly, which counts against your bats. Sorry, against your plate appearances, but not your at bats. Michael A. Taylor, by the way, leads the Twins in total bases this month with 25, which to me is just an astonishing little Correa 23. Nobody else over 20, though Solano does have 19. Um, other players really playing well. Kyle Farmer, 864 OPS. Eddie Julien with a 1270 in limited time. And beyond that, uh, a lot of guys really cool enough. Ryan Jeffers, two for 21, is uh, 383 OPS. I believe he's mired in an 0 for 13 or thereabouts. Um, Christian Vasquez, a two for 21. So you got Jeffers, two for 21. Vasquez, two for 21. Roughly the same OPS. So catcher's not really doing much at the plate, but I think they're doing a good job behind it. In general, Twins hitting... 225 with a 297 on base and a 402 slug this month, which is not what you want, but better of late. Um, again, this offense still leaves a lot to be desired. I still think they have the talent. I still think they have the horses. If I'm not going to say everyone can get healthy because I don't think that's a thing. I think it's if enough guys can get healthy. So we'll see. Also too, yeah, Ryan Linderholm making a really good point here. I'm going to, take my name off the screen so that we can answer some of these questions. But Ryan Linderholm making a really good point. Willie Castro, I didn't mention, but he has also been just an exceptional pickup. Again, slow month, but he has done a really, really nice job kind of filling in all over the place. Certainly not the greatest defender in the outfield, maybe not even in the infield, but he definitely has risen to the occasion in the absence of not only Nick Gordon in the flesh, but the Nick Gordon of last year, when um, when Nick Gordon was healthy early this season. Uh, otherwise, let's take a look at the pitching staff. Obviously, as you'd expect, a good start to the month, because it is mid, mid-June. mid If I didn't note that, it's June 15. So we're right about the middle of the month. 
377 ERA for the team, 112 whip, 99 strikeouts against 24 walks in the month in 105 innings. So 8.5 strikeouts per nine, which is, I would say, good, not great, because, you know, it, the way the league is going now, if you don't strike out a, a batter per inning, you're kind of falling behind. But nevertheless, four and uh, 4.1 strikeouts per walk is still absolutely fantastic. And 12 homers allowed in 105 innings, that's passable. Um, let's take it. I want to split it out, actually, by relievers and um, starters, because I think there's a lot to be gleaned there as well. Um, starters, 4-4-4 ERA, but 1-1-4 whip, 63 strikeouts and 71 innings. So a bit of slippage there, 7-9-9 or 8, technically, strikeouts per 9. Still a good 3-9-4. 3.94 strikeout to walk. It's the relievers, though, who to me have really stepped up this month. 238 ERA, 1.09 whip, 36 strikeouts and 34 innings. So it's been uh, quite a month for Twins relievers. Really, the primary strugglers are, um, you know, Jorge Lopez has struggled, but he's also only thrown two innings this month, which to me is um, shocking. To me, it's really shocking that uh, even with his misfires, they've only had him pitch two innings this year. Josh Winder this month. Josh Winder has two innings this month. Um, Emilio Pagan and Griffin Jacks lead the team in innings this month from the bullpen, five and a two-thirds. Griffin Jacks has faced 19 batters and has allowed one to reach this month. That's a .18 whip, which is absolutely phenomenal. So, We've seen Griffin Jacks be absolutely exceptional to this point in the month and seems to be getting back on the horse. Hopefully, too, we can see that from Jorge Lopez moving forward because he is going to be a obviously a massive part of their plans in the bullpen in one way, shape, or form. So that's your mid-June update in the bullpen. Let's continue. Let's roll along with some of your questions because uh, you guys have really had some good ones. Ryan Linderholm says would love a sweep here against Detroit. I think the, I want to get greedy. I think, I think a sweep is excessively greedy. I think if I say I want to get greedy and I'm feeling realistically greedy, if that those two things can be a thing, I'm thinking, I'm thinking three of four. So coming up here in the series, twins will face Matthew Boyd in the opener Tyler Alexander, Joey Wentz, and Mason Engler. So not exactly household names. Uh, let me see if, if uh, let's see, Tyler Alexander's a lefty. I think Joey Wentz might be a lefty. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. Again, yep, so three lefties to open the series. I'm not sure about Mason Engler, but I'm going to check that too. I don't know if I remember a four-game series. The Twins have faced three straight lefties. Engler is a righty, then the Twins will welcome the Red Sox to the town to town before they head out on the road and back to Detroit, Detroit off on Thursday at the end of this, uh, at the end of the Royal series, they face the Royals next. Um, yeah. So three straight lefties certainly might've uh, been nice to have Kyle garlic with the team, but nevertheless, I think you kind of, I kind of like where the roster is right now outside of, and I know it's a point of contention, Max Kepler still being on it. But we can expect to see a lot of Solano, Farmer, I think even Ryan Jeffers, too, um, in the in the lineup here coming up. Actually, 
let's uh, let's look at the starting lineup tonight because uh, hopefully you're listening before the game. I would I would really like that. <laughs> but um, if you're here hanging with us live or uh, listening after, we really do appreciate you helping make us your first listen every day. Again, Chu, it is Matthew Boyd and Sonny Gray. If you want to listen on the local hometown broadcast with Corey and Danny on SiriusXM, just go on the SiriusXM app. It's SXM and search for Twins. You will find it. Absolutely phenomenal thing going on with uh, with them putting commercials on there for us and us pushing you to go listen because uh, nothing better when you're out and about than Corey, uh, Corey Provis and Danny. Paul Molitor did a great job on the road trip as well. Anyway, um, not to belabor the point, but your starting lineup for this evening's game against the Tigers. Uh, Donnie Solani leading off playing first. Carlos Correa batting second at short. A.K. Alex Kirilov batting third and right. Buxton is back. DHing Kyle Farmer batting fifth at second base. Royce Lewis batting sixth at third. Michael A. Taylor batting seventh and playing center field. Ryan Jeffers is catching batting eighth. And then Willie Castro bringing up the rear, which means on the bench tonight in uh, pinch hitting duty, you're going to have Edward Julian, maybe Max Kepler, Christian Vasquez, and of course, Joey Gallo. So if the Tigers go to the bullpen uh, late, and there's righties, it's a good chance for the Twins to mix and match. Although, I will say this, uh, two lefties in the pen for sure, Chasen Shrev and Tyler Holton. Roster Resource, and we love Roster Resource on Fangraphs, also has Tyler Alexander working out of uh, the bullpen, but there's a good chance that he's going to start. Okay, Anthony clarified it's bullpen game, so Alexander is in the bullpen, but it's going to be a bullpen game. Um, Alexander threw 51 pitches last time out, appearing to be a appears to be a long, long relief outing. Yeah. Okay. Next six days, probable starters. They don't have rotation guys. They got bullpen games. Again, another reason to get greedy because this is not a Tigers team that is very good right now. Not only in terms of how they've played lately, but also personnel. So, yeah, again, Twins, time to get greedy. Uh, Akil Badu on the IL, Riley Green on the IL, Austin Meadows on the IL. And then for the pitching side, it's literally a who's who of who the Tigers would like to have in their rotation right now with Matt Manning, Casey Mize, Tariq Skubal, Eduardo Rodriguez, and Spencer Turnbull. That's literally a starting rotation on the IL. Also, let's... uh, Let's take a look at some of your other questions. Our friend Anthony, who's been very, very valuable in the show, helping me out for a couple of things that I had missed, says, how much longer does Kepler, that's Max Kepler, have to play poorly until the front office decides to bite the bullet and move on to give Trevor Larnick or Matt Walner an extended look? The end of June or the trade deadline? Honestly, the, the only time that I think it's really going to get tricky, unless someone comes calling... Like he could, he would make sense to me with the Yankees and have the Yankees do. And I said this maybe not on the show, but on Twitter, the equivalent of the Jaime Garcia trade, where the Yankees send you whatever their present equivalent is of Dietrich Enns and Zach Littell. When I look at this team right now, I have the Yankees pulled up. If I look at their roster right now, 
not entirely sure I see any big league fits. Clark Schmidt would have been the name that would have kind of bounced around before, but he's in their rotation. So honestly, if you dig deep into their pitching pipeline, they've probably got a few guys who are semi-interesting and the Twins could identify one or two of them that they like. But I could see that being the case. Max Kepler, you know, maybe the Yankees need bodies in the outfield because after uh, dumping Aaron Hicks, who's gone on to just crush it with Baltimore, they had to sign Billy McKinney and put him on the big league roster, which um, not ideal, although I think he's actually fared semi-well, if I'm not mistaken, um, playing left field. But again, um, uh, outfield for them nonetheless. Yeah, he's been crushing it, but it's only 25 plate appearances. So um, lots of time for that to still come down. Um, now, with that said, back to Kepler, I would say, you know, trade deadline probably unless – some sort of return from the 60-day IL really forces their hand. If it comes down to, let's say, you know, they're going to have to DFA somebody for Celestino here probably pretty soon. Nick Gordon, they'll probably have to at some point, depending on how his shin is healing. But beyond that, they may need a 40-man a a spot for Paddock, but that's late in the season. I wouldn't be surprised, though, if they moved Alcala to the 60 not sure how serious the shoulder impingement is with Cole Sands. So there's going to be some movement. But other than that, the roster crunch that will really come into play is probably going to be more along the lines of a little later on. I don't think they're close to DFAing him. But certainly Rocco coming out and speaking audibly about how he made that big mistake in Tampa does not reflect well on how he's viewed in the organization right now something to keep an eye on too bullpen usage who's going to be available who's not for this opener in the series um griffin jacks brock stewart and joan duran all worked in wednesday's game none threw more than 14 pitches all through more than 10 but if the twins can you know maybe get into the bullpen and blow up the tigers maybe have a Nice 10-2 win where Josh Winder, uh, somebody other than maybe uh, Giovanni Moran, somebody soaks up some innings and the bullpen can have a nice soft reset for one night would uh, would certainly be ideal. But, yeah, the, the big guys worked on Wednesday. If they work on Thursday, you can certainly imagine they'll be down Friday, Saturday. So something to watch, but bullpen all the way off on Monday with the off day and then only De Leon and Winder used in the win on Tuesday. So bullpen's still in pretty good shape right now. Also two probable starters for the twins as listed on roster resource are Sonny Gray. As you mentioned before, Joe Ryan, Brent Hedrick is listed. I think the writing is on the wall that the twins are going to want to bring up another pitcher to start in the series. Uh, twins 16 games in 16 days. So I would guess he gets to start. He's been working as a starter in St. Paul. Then Louis Varland expected to go on Sunday before the Twins welcome Boston in. And then the projected rotation the rest of the way as far out as next Saturday does not include Hedrick again. So I suspect they may ship out Winder in time for Saturday's game, which means he could maybe work Friday again Joe Ryan versus Alexander, which is a bullpen game. Again, if the Twins can take a big lead, 
You can use up Winder on Friday, give him a couple days off after throwing 38 pitches his last time out. Um, use him up and then bring up uh, bring up Hedrick, and then after that send Hedrick back out and you know see where you go from there. Um, actually, probably activate Kent and Maeda, but um, you know we'll see. Twins may use a reliever for a bit because I think Maeda is starting on Saturday at St. Paul. Uh, last thing I want to get to, um, I should share what Jimmy said because I shared it because Jimmy wasn't sure he'd be able to hop on and get it. But he says, with trade season approaching, how realistic can the Twins be about adding Paul Goldschmidt at the same price the Cardinals paid to get him? So there was a rumor on, well, I mean, K-Fan Meat Sauce. So um, no disrespect, but you do have to consider the source. He has had some scoops in the past, but at the same time, Paul Goldschmidt, $26 million this year, 26 next. If the Twins were willing to take that on, what the what the Diamondbacks got back for him was Carson Kelly, Luke Weaver, Andrew Young, and a competitive balance B pick. So Andrew Young no longer even with the Diamondbacks and has not played in the major league since 2021. Um, so not much of a... a Big deal there. Luke Weaver is, I think, like three teams since then. Um, Arizona, Kansas City, you know, Cincinnati right now, um, getting absolutely pasted. He has not been able to figure it out. And it's a big red flag when present-day Arizona can't figure you out. And then uh, with Brent Strom there, I should add. And then Carson Kelly's been a pretty good catcher for the Diamondbacks. He's having an injury-marred season, but um, – he had a really nice year in 2021 and in 2019, he's been kind of every other year. So I think in, in terms of price, it would probably be, you know, um, less than what the Cardinals paid to get him just because there's less time on his deal. And I'm not sure the Cardinals really view that deal as an asset right now. Um, but Goldschmidt would look really good in this offense. I mean, absolutely fabulous. Um, I'd be in favor Again, a lot comes down to the, the roster crunch coming up here in the sense that, um, you know, the Twins are going to have some things they got to address moving forward, um, you know, bringing, back, bringing guys back off the 60. But with that said, this is the exact caliber of player you would um, you would be happy to do that for. So uh, goalie, 11 homers so far this season, 871 OPS. That would slot in. Very nicely get the defending NL MVP. Um, he's been phenomenal, just absolutely phenomenal for St. Louis. He's gotten MVP votes every single season, including winning last season. Has had MVP votes in each of the last seven, right? Eight, eight seasons and nine of the last 10. Just an absolutely phenomenal talent and can swipe a few bags from first base, which you don't see a lot. Uh, I'm all in. I would say, though, if you can get the Cardinals to pay some of the salary and then the prospects go back uh, are a little better, I would have no problem with that because the Cardinals right now, I'm not saying they're in desperation mode, but they have the worst record in the National League. So they're going to want to either figure out if they're going to retool on the fly or um, tear down a little bit. Goldschmidt, though, um, I've been talking about Ty France for position players just because, one, Jerry DePoto makes a lot of trades, and two, he'd be a nice fit as a utility guy. Twins already have a ton of those guys. 
If they can get a specific first baseman, install Alex Kirilov in the outfield, perhaps at the expense of Max Kepler, I think a lot of people can get behind that. With that said, we have run over our limit on Locked on Twins Live. Thank you so much for hanging out, joining us. Let me know what you think of these live shows because I enjoy doing them. It's a nice energy boost. They're a little more fun. And with that said, that's a wrap for this edition of Locked on Twins. Thanks for hanging out. Make sure you follow at Locked on Twins at Brandon underscore Warren. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Subscribe, like, give us a five-star review wherever you are listening or watching. Hit that subscribe button and all that fun stuff. This is me signing off for now, Brandon Warren. I think we're going to double dip with a post-game show tonight as well. So sit tight with us, hang out, and don't forget to stop by tomorrow.